0: Hi, and welcome to the Green Minds podcast and the new season. So this year we've got some really interesting guests for you, fascinating discussions, as well as hopefully having some laughs along the way as well. I want you to start by introducing the team. So my name is Kapil Joshi.
1: My name is Jamie Batho.
2: My name is Sharon Crouch.
1: And I'm Alex Segletti.
0: So going forward, it is a critical moment in our battle against climate change, and we wanted to bring you a range of different perspectives and how we best address the challenges ahead. So let's kick things off. We'll we'll take a moment just to find out a bit about each other, but just to give you a bit of context, we're all studying climate change management and finance at Imperial, and that's how we all got involved with this podcast. So, Shireen, if you wouldn't mind just telling us a little bit more about yourself.
2: Hi, I'm Shireen and I'm an optimistic geographer. I've grown up in lots of different places all over the world. So I lived in Latin America, Africa and Asia for some time. Um, I'm super in love with Formula One, um, which is not very environmentally friendly of me. Uh, I really like running and also Korean dramas. Um, prior to my masters I was working at the nexus of sustainability and finance and my plan for this year is really just to talk to some beautiful inspirational minds on where we're at at the minute and how we can change our socio- socio-economic structures to better care for our planet and the people who live within it.
0: Thanks for sharing that, Shireen. Um, i got to be honest, quite envious of how many places you've managed to live. So um, moving on to Jamie.
3: Yeah, I'm also equally um, very jealous, and it sounds very boring that I've only lived in, in England and Scotland compared to Shireen. So yeah, I'm Jamie. I'm from Scotland. Um, I'm hugely sporty. Rugby, tennis, um, also F1, and skiing are my kind of favorite sports to follow. Um, and skiing really is my number one passion. It's, yeah, there's really nothing better than being in the mountains and having two bits of wood strapped to your legs and flying down, trying not to, trying not to crash. So, um, yeah, I love it. Uh, my background is engineering. I studied um, for my undergraduate before coming up to Imperial, and I also worked with, I've had a year of working with startups in clean tech and mobility, which has been really, really interesting. I'm a bit of a technophile, so, um, and I yeah, really believe that technology has a huge role to play in the fight against the climate crisis. So, I'm going to spend quite a lot of the year trying to speak to um, or exploring new technologies and, and the entrepreneurs that are behind them. And then on the flip side, I'm really interested in how these technologies could actually be brought to market. Um, and a big part of that is the financing. So I also want to tr- spend some time speaking to people in the venture capital industry, trying to understand its role in, um, in facing the climate challenge. Um, and apart from that, I'd like to speak to some people who are running NGOs uh, and maybe some, some people involved in policy as well.
0: Thanks for sharing that, Jamie. So I'm sure you've got an invested interest of actually maintaining those slopes then and keeping the snow actually around. Um, So on to Alec. Um, Yeah, please tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Hi, I'm Alec. I'm Canadian, studied strategic management and European history at McGill in gorgeous multicultural Montreal. Um, I love literature, I love acting, uh, playing hockey, and traversing the outdoors by boot, bike, or canoe. I'm a little bit of a politics junkie and increasingly excited about um, anarchism and just about any new anti-hierarchical structure uh, and how it might relate to building a more sustainable society. Um, so this year I would like to talk to authors, politicians, and innovators of all stripes about all the ways we can evolve into something more sustainable or die trying. Thanks Alec for that. Um,
0: inspiring, but a little morbid as well. <laughs> so on to me. Yeah. so my name is Kapil. Um, I grew up across the UK and a period of time in India as well. In my spare time I enjoy doing yoga and I'm embarrassed to admit this as well, but some, sometimes CrossFit as well. And I've done stand-up in the past and um, although that was pre-pandemic and I've been working up the courage again to, to get back on stage. So as most recently, I've been working with startups um, for the last few years or so. My particular interest is in covering innovative companies and their approaches to addressing climate change. There are two, partic- two areas of particular interest within this regard are definitely within agriculture and also clean tech, similar to, to Jamie in many ways. Um, and separately, I have studied psychology, so I am quite interested in approaching climate change from a behavioural change perspective. So, how do we make those intricate little changes within our lives, and how does how is the message communicated?
2: Uh, Thanks for capping off the intros. So I'm super interested to understand how we all got here, Um, what were your aha moments, and who inspired you to become the climate nerds that you are today? Uh, Alec, do you want to start us off?
1: Uh, Sure. Um, I I guess I was about nine, um, and I remember learning in class uh, that climate change was killing sharks And I remember being uh, terrified by that fact because sharks are supposed to kill things. Things aren't supposed to kill sharks. Um, And yeah, I guess that sat in the back of my mind for a while. And recently, um, you know, I I was doing the usual early 20s aimlessness, pandemic, what am I going to do with my life kind of process. And I started looking at which of the things that I cared about that I might Actually, be good at or in some way helpful to uh, and I started writing master's applications um, and at some point in writing the personal statement for CCMF I convinced myself that this was actually what I wanted to do with my life um, so yeah drank my own Kool-Aid a little bit
2: thank you Alec uh, Jamie what about you
1: so I guess my story is
3: reasonably similar to alex i promise i'm not copying but i so i guess i've always been kind of interested in in conservation i've always been fascinated by animals um and i never really had any kind of way to channel that so i went kind of through university and into my first um job without really doing an awful lot of thinking about what i wanted to do and it didn't feel very deliberate and i was kind of i guess i was floating a little bit and when the pandemic came along um, i lost my job and so was then kind of doing a bit of, not soul searching, but really trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, and I found that I was applying for a lot of a lot of roles that were similar to my previous role, and I was super unmotivated to be doing those applications. It was a real chore, so I was thinking about, okay, well, why was that? Maybe you don't actually want to do this, let's explore some other options. So I went through exploring a lot of financial services options, um, some more engineering options, and came to the conclusion that it was something more overarching than that. Um, and there was a lot of talk about kind of climate goals at the time um and net and net zero by 2050 was being slung around a lot and i was thinking that really in 2050 i'll be 55 56 years old um that's that 2050 mark is really my whole career so maybe that should be um my uh, i don't want to say calling but but that's what my my career should be focused on so i realized then that because climate change cuts across everything that we do. It really then ticked a lot of boxes for me. It ticked the kind of engineering technology box for me. It ticked having a more commercial outlook for me. And then going back to animals, the conservation and climate change is hugely linked. And so it was a really kind of, yeah, overarching moment where I realised that climate change was what I wanted to focus on. And that was going to stimulate me really. So yeah, that's my aha moment, I guess.
2: Thanks, Jamie. I do really find it interesting how the COVID pandemic served as the impetus for a lot of change within all of our lives. Um, Cap, what about you? What's your story?
0: Absolutely. The, the, the pandemic certainly caused and created an opportunity for a lot of reflection for me. Um, so I suppose when you talk about people, um, influences, the, the one that comes to my mind is so as I mentioned, I'm into yoga and I do meditation sometimes as well. And uh, the person that I've, I really have taken a liking to is Sadhguru. So he is a spiritual teacher who is based in southern India. And he really kind of, um, I guess, drew my attention to the climate crisis in India. So if we look at certain regions of India, a lot of places are under a lot of water stress right now. It's quite scary, it's really disheartening, and a lot needs to be done. So he's really, he was the one who kind of informed me about it in terms of how does um, farming need to change? How do we need to change, in, in essence, our whole being to actually live with nature? Because as Jamie touched upon, I relate with the wildlife struggles as well in terms of I, I've spent quite a bit of time in India, and one of my favorite places to go in India there's um, a place called Jim Corbett where you can see wild tigers in uh, in, a, in a in a in a sanctuary, and it's beautiful and it's amazing and it's it's scary and it's it startles me that how much we we kind of encroach in wildlife's life and we don't kind of take it into consideration. So essentially, those were kind of the the stirrings, the rumblings, if you will, of what kind of instigated the change in my mind, and then the pandemic hit. I was working, you know, things seem relatively comfortable at that point of like, okay, you know, you're comfortable pre-pandemic because, you know, you, you just kind of fit, follow a certain role in terms of like, okay, you, you go for nice dinners, travel, et cetera, et cetera, But you never had that time where you actually spent that period of like questioning of, okay, why am I doing this? Why do I care about it? So pandemic hit. Um, fortunately, I had an injury. I had to quit my job at the time. And then I was left off with the question of like, okay, what do I do? And it's a scary, it's a daunting place. But I knew deep down that there was something that res- within me that resonated with a deeper path, with, a, with something that had more substance. And um, climate change was just certainly sa- seemed like the right calling for me because of those seeds that had already been planted. And as a consequence, I actually started working on a, uh, working on a farming project, which, was, um, which is based in India, and helping towards that. And it's a small difference, but it felt right and it felt better to be actually doing that than what I had been previously doing. So here I am doing the Masters and um, excited for what comes next because I really feel this will give me a, a great platform to really make an impact in in whatever way that might be.
3: Thanks for that, Cap. Yeah, that, that your story of kind of... Lacking a bit of purpose um, before the pandemic and having time for reflection really resonates with me, and I think we'll all agree that now, having had that aha moment, and deliberately choosing to undertake this this course at Imperial, everything feels yeah a lot more deliberate and has a lot more substance to it. So yeah, sure, and I'm sure you feel the same way.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm actually going to take you guys back to two thousand and six, um, because that was my aha moment. Uh, So similar to Alec, I was also sitting in a classroom um, and my teacher put on An Inconvenient Truth um, by Al Gore. And yeah, I was just kind of, my 10-year-old brain was very astounded by the impact that we were having on the world and it just, it seemed quite terrifying. So, yeah, I spent I spent a lot of my school years kind of terrorizing my friends, telling them that we standing on pulpits, telling them that we absolutely had to start fighting climate change. But I never really had an answer of how to do that and what the most effective way of instigating systemic change would be. Um, So I kind of like floated around NGOs and the finance world Yeah, and and landed in this master's in the hope that this year will condense all of the knowledge that we have to date about climate change and just really kind of shine a light on where I can go in the future and how we as like a collective within this master's, but also as citizens can make the biggest change.
3: Thank you, Sharon, for that. Um, I'm actually a little bit ashamed to say I've never seen an inconvenient truth, and I think I'm looking at Cap, and he's nodding. So maybe we are not, maybe we're not true believers, but you can convert us. So we're going to try something now where um, we've basically all come up with a load of questions and put them into. It's not a hat; it's a it's a cycle helmet um, because we are super resourceful and didn't have any hats. So we're going to do pick names and then pick a question and we're gonna try and um, keep them to short, snappy answers and maybe hopefully learn a bit about each other that way. So without further ado, I will pick the first name. It is, uh, actually it's me. So Alec, can you ask me this? Sure. Jamie, what is your least sustainable habit? My least sustainable habit? I would probably say it's skiing. I mean, to get to ski and have to fly to the Alps or to wherever, you're then being towed up a mountain on a chair, which I'm probably guessing is not powered by renewable sources. Um, yeah, I think that's it. But it's that's a super conflicting one because that's, yeah, that's my most favorite thing to do. So I guess I got to work that one out. Okay, Alec, you're up next. And your question is, if you could travel back in time and visit a different period in history, any period, which would you visit?
1: Um, I think it's going to be uh, turn of the century, um, sort of Belle Epoque, Paris and London, and I will try not to die of dysentery.
0: Oh wow, that's pretty deep. I was going to say Jurassic, you know, like with the dinosaurs, I thought they would be pretty cool. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, Alec, you are up next, and your question is, what is your most extreme environmental position?
1: Um, tricky. I, I've, I've been thinking a little bit recently. Um, and I think uh, if you're going to view kind of all the, the harm and death caused by, by climate change as a form of violence, which we almost need to do to protect ourselves from it, to what extent is violence in response to that threat self-defense? And I'm not certain how I stand on, on actual violence in that sense, but um, property damage I could definitely be convinced of. <laughs>
3: Okay, Sharon, it is your question, and your question is, I think this is also one that you asked, what would your superpower be? And I'm expecting a good one, considering this is your question.
2: Uh, I, I was I was hoping it would be someone else. <laughs> um, my superpower would be the ability to uh, control minds. Um, and obviously, from a climate perspective, that would be great, just make everyone... Really keen climate warriors.
0: So I'll be aware of any kind of mind-reading devices whilst coming in and doing this podcast. Um. <laughs> yeah, if you see
1: glassy-eyed people recycling, go go knock on Sharon's door. <laughs> so Cap, what was your favourite band as a teenager? Um, yeah,
0: to be honest, um, it was Bon Jovi, and I suppose unashamedly so, living on a prayer. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like
1: you to sing for us, please, Cap.
0: Um, perhaps in, the, in a later edition. <laughs>
1: Cap, how screwed are
0: we? Pretty goddamn screwed, I would say. Unfortunately, I don't have anything else to add. <laughs> so, Jamie, this one is for you. It's been a, quite a contentious issue on our course. Um, so, pro nuclear, yay or nay?
3: It has been a contentious um, issue on the course, there's been some uh, some heated debates recently. Uh, I am pro-nuclear, and I won't go into the details, maybe we'll explore it hopefully in an episode on the podcast, but yes, I think there's a, a role for it in the future. Okay, Sarin, you have the honour of answering the very last question, it's a good question to ask. What is your biggest fear for the podcast?
2: I have no fears, we're going to do great. <laughs>
1: I really like the enthusiasm. Fantastic. Um, Well, now that you all know what we're doing here, and maybe a little bit too much about us, we would love to hear more from you, uh, more and more as the year goes on. Uh, Who actually listens to this, and what are you into? Um, We'll be opening this season with some commentary on the all-consuming climate cage match, kicking off at COP26 in Glasgow, and the changing role of NGOs and activists in the climate movement. Then we're hoping to get into some future gazing topics as 2021 swings into the new year. But if there's a theme you'd like us to investigate, or anyone you'd recommend we look into it with, we're so eager to hear your feedback. We'll whip up an email and list it in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you'll join us for our first interview next week.